Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week. Only about 13 minutes, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that helps keep us strong in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our, our spiritual lives. Help somebody in your life to grow in their faith, to start to think about their relationship with God, help somebody get to heaven by getting them into these short studies every day. You can share through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Help them. And ultimately, again, you may help them get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also for you. Make that commitment. Start sharing today with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, and we're still in this more general framework of talking about and studying about heart problems or heart troubles. And again, we're not talking about that organ within our heart that pumps blood through our circulatory system. We're talking about our value system, our morality, our conscience, our mindset, our soul, who we really are. That's what we're really talking about. And we're, we're, we've noted over and over and over again that when, when we're talking about how we behave ourselves, what we do, how we speak, what we get involved in, our actions, all of that, that's a product of our heart, what our heart condition is. And we've trained our heart along those lines. We've, we've looked at Matthew chapter 15, we've, you know, and, and verse, verses 18 and 19, where Jesus said, those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. And then he went on and said, out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. We looked at Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23, and, and in, in, in encouraging us to keep our heart right. Because again, how we condition our heart is going to determine or guide us as to how we act in our lives on a daily basis. So somebody who can't seem to speak without using vulgarity, that's because of how they condition their heart. Somebody who is confrontational all the time, again, that's because of their heart condition. And so why does evil exist? Because, evil, because people have conditioned their heart to accept and participate in evil. Yeah. And the devil's always trying to lead us in those directions. Now, judging is what we're really talking about in this particular section of our study of heart, of heart troubles. We're talking about harsh judgments. We're talking about being hypercritical, extra critical, and finding fault with other people. And we've talked about how there are people out there, they're just looking for something that they can find fault about in another person. The way they look, the way they dress, the way they conduct themselves, the words they use, tone of voice, anything. They're looking for some kind of problem. We talked about how in the political world in our country right now, that is so prevalent why would anybody want to run for political office in the United States of America right now? As soon as they announce, their opponents are going to start digging through their lives trying to find something wrong with them, something they can publicize and make them look bad over. 
And it's not just their opponents. It's going to be the media as well. They're going to start siphoning, uh, you know, sifting through their life, trying to find whatever they can find that might have been bad. It might have been 25 years ago. They might have completely changed their lives. They're going to bring that out. They're going to put it up there like that's who they are right now, like they haven't changed from that time in their life. It, it's, it's hateful. It's mean-spirited. It's ungodly. It's evil. But it's all around us in our country right now. And it happens in, in professional circles as well. Somebody wants somebody else's job or somebody's, you know, envious over or resentful over somebody getting promoted over them. Yeah, again, they'll try to find ways to criticize that person, to tear them down. Well, we're talking about harsh judgment. We're talking about being hypercritical in finding fault in others. Now, is some judging necessary? We've already said yes, absolutely. I want us to go back to Romans chapter 13. And here, we're just focusing from a practical perspective upon the legal system, okay? Why do we have police officers? Why do we have state police? Why do we have judges? It's all by God's design. The basic principle of all of those positions All of those realities is by God's design, Romans chapter 13, verses 1 through 7. And so in that particular text, the Apostle Paul wrote, verse 1, there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Now, every single individual, no, but civil authority as a rule, yes, by God's design, and that's for the good of our society. He states, those who resist Will bring, will bring judgment upon themselves, verse 2. He talks about a person in a, in a position of civil authority bearing the sword, obviously, obviously, a, a sword of judgment, verse, verse 4. And Peter also teaches on the righteousness of civil authority in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 through 17, and describes those who exercise such in their role of judgment as those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, for this is the will of God. Verses 14 and 15, 1 Peter chapter 2. Well, Jesus warned that we must beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. Well, just as we have civil authority appointed by design, by God's design, to make judgments over people who are breaking the law, who are jeopardizing the well-being of other citizens within a society, well, just so we need to make judgment calls when it comes to somebody teaching what they say is God's word or the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, we have to make sure that what they're teaching us, what they're trying to lead us to believe, is truly what God's Word says. And we have to make a judgment on those matters. So Jesus said, beware of false prophets. How do we know they're false prophets? We know what the truth of God's Word says, and we hold up what they're saying to the mirror of what God's Word says, and if they don't coincide, then they're false prophets or false teachers. Now, that doesn't mean we're supposed to hate them, not by any means, but we're supposed to not believe what they say. And we're supposed to, in an appropriate way, as we have the opportunity, correct them 
in their false belief and in their false teaching. But now, some of them are just outright frauds. They're just trying to gain a following, maybe make a lot of money through contributions. So Jesus says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves, Matthew 7 and verse 15. The fact that Jesus describes them as ravenous wolves hiding in sheep's clothing, that necessitates exercising good judgment on our part to be able to recognize them for what they truly are. They're false teachers. They're trying to pull the wool over our eyes. Jesus goes further and states, you will know them by their fruits, verse 16 of Matthew chapter 7. And he goes into, he goes into a somewhat lengthy discourse on how to judge a tree by its fruits as an illustration of how to recognize a false teacher, verses 17 through 20. One of the responsibilities of elders within the Lord's church, and again, elders are the God-designed leaders within a congregation of the Lord's church. A congregation that does not have elders needs to work diligent, diligently on qualifying some men within that congregation to fill that leadership position. That's not making them like bosses over everybody else in the congregation. It's the idea that these are mature spiritual men. They know God's word sufficient to lead the congregation in the truth of God's word. And they're also knowledgeable enough to be able to recognize false teaching when it comes their way. And so we need to, to, we need to recognize that. Now, one of the responsibilities then of elders within the Lord's church Paul states, is to recognize and silence false teachers. Titus chapter 1, verses 10 through 14. John also addressed the necessity of judging in regards to what is taught doctrinally in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. He wrote, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Again, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. The leaders within a congregation of the Lord's church need to recognize obvious sin in the lives of members within the congregation and help them to repent and be restored to faithfulness. Now that makes a judgment call. It's not okay to let members of the congregation just continue in sin. That paints a bad picture of the Lord's church for those who are not only in the congregation and trying to live a righteous life, but for those who are not even yet a member of the congregation, not even a member of the Lord's church. So let's read what Paul wrote in Galatians 6 and verse 1. He said, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, and he's talking about a fellow member of the Lord's church, a Christian, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Again, Galatians 6 and verse 1. James talks about this as well. He says, he who turns a sinner, obviously talking about a Christian, another member of the Lord's church who has gone astray, he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and hide a multitude of sins. James 5, verses 19 and 20. 
So we have a responsibility to help our brothers and sisters in Christ stay on the path of righteousness according to God's word. And when we see a brother or sister in Christ make a mistake and get off into error, then we need to help them see their mistake and come to repentance and come back into the truth. That's all making a judgment call. And all of that we're instructed to do in a godly way, right in God's word. Well, so some judging is necessary, but we need to make sure we do it in a righteous way and according to the right principles. And those would be the principles laid out in God's word. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word to guide us in truth, in righteousness, and in your will. Thank you, Father, so much. Help us to live in your truth, please, Father, and to be examples of it through the way we live our lives before others every day. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.